0: can you not roll your tongue there you go it's more throaty though (laughs) hello and welcome to blonde moments podcast my name is melinda collins And I am Gina
1: Vogie.
0: And we are attempting to do some Chewbacca. We
1: are drunk. (laughs) (laughs) We're socially distancing. And socially playing spin the bottle. You know what? I feel like everyone else out there is getting drunk, too. I hope so. We had some horrible Chewbacca impersonations. So
0: you... <laughs> and the reason why we started this was one of our listeners sent us in a meme that says, You think Chewbacca had a human dick or one of those red rocket things like dogs have? George Lucas won't respond to my email. <laughs> Thank you, Bear Black, for that one because that's <laughs> hilarious. So I feel like Chewbacca had a big dick. Yeah, but it's probably furry. Furry for sure. It's got to be.
1: You could put enough lube on it, though.
0: Ew! And then what if like you're like washing your tutu, and then like you start pulling your like, tutu. That's what I call. Honestly, that's what I call my. You call your my pussy lady a tutu. My lady bits.
1: I just call it my pussy. Pussy's
0: so harsh. I love it. It's like. Touch my pussy. Yeah, you sound like you grew up in an alley. Pussy. (laughs) Pussy. Tutu is
1: just so delicate. and And I don't want it to be delicate. Uh, Do you say
0: lick my tutu? Lick my tutu. (laughs) Why do I have to say that at all? I mean, Maddie knows to just do it. I don't have to tell him to do it. No, but like
1: sometimes Chris and I – well, Chris. I shouldn't say
0: Chris. I should say me (laughs) –
1: I'll play this game called Pussy or Ass. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: We you've told us this story before. Have I? You have.
1: Where I slap my I make him not look and I slap my pussy and I slap my ass. Oh, and maybe like, not this. Oh, you
0: yeah. have a different game like this. <laughs> <laughs> How many freaking games are you playing?
1: This poor man. Well,
0: your husband is working right now. Is this where you invent these games? Yeah, on quarantine for sure.
1: Well, no, we played we played this game a long time. So over ten years, we played this game. So we play this game where I'll slap my pussy and then tutu or no my (laughs) pussy. (laughs) <laughs> or I'll slap my ass and he can't be looking and I'll slap and I'll be like, all right, which one was it?
0: And he has to get it right every time. <laughs> he, he's really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make a different noise. <laughs> He'll be like, pussy, ass,
1: ass, pussy. Can we ass. stop
0: with the pussy? Card? I'm just saying, he has gotten
1: so good at this <laughs> game.
0: He could win an award. Yeah.
1: Best like g- I try to trick him too. Like I'll try to like <laughs> pat it differently. But he's so good, he'll be like, oh, ass for sure.
0: How is he so good at this game? I don't know. Oh
1: my God. So y'all, you can play this fun game home during the quarantine too. Make them guess which part you're slapping.
0: Or if you don't have a tutu, <laughs> you can slap your balls in your butt. I we want to. We want to be equal. Everybody wants. Everybody well, wants a game. True. You could
1: do that. You could be like balls or chode or something like that. Or chode. A <laughs>
0: chode. chode is when your dick's as wide as it is long. Or taint. Taint. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> too much wine speaking Um, of this you know what everybody's quarantined right now today april 7th is national beer day
1: so drink your
0: beer and spank your taint
1: Uh, (laughs) well i will drink wines i hope everyone tonight has some beer or some wine and plays pussy or ass it's tutu
0: or ass can we stop Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) and you know what get back to me let me know how your partners do Let me know if they could tell the difference between the sounds, because they make different sounds.
0: Something tells me everybody's significant other is an expert in this game. You
1: never know. You go play it tonight with Maddie.
0: Nah. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I got too much Netflix to watch. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. Ass, ass, ass titties, titties, titties. titties. ass and titties.
1: You know what? You could probably add titties in there, too. You could add
0: your whole body. Yeah what was that Uh, gina and (laughs) actually that was my pancake tits uh, just flapping on my tummy (laughs) yeah we've had some wine so today we decided to switch things up a little bit with our podcast and i'm excitedly nervous about today we're all bored
1: as fuck during this quarantine (laughs) so we have to do something to entertain each other right Mm -hmm. basically the only time i leave the house is to go to the grocery store it's depressing yeah we just go on walks i could go on walks in my neighborhood too i guess
0: oh did you hear so there was this couple who was hoarding toilet paper water things like that they're actually getting death threats
1: i mean i just think it's ridiculous with all the hoarding of toilet paper and things like that i've gotten some but what i've done is when i've gone to the grocery store i've gotten one yeah and then
0: because the grocery stores are going to stay open yeah and those people who are stealing everything from everybody else you're just making other people suffer you don't need that much toilet no. paper and
1: then i heard like some people are trying to make a profit off it in this time where everybody is like lower on money and jobs and funds like it's so disgusting
0: it's tacky because we all yeah. are supposed to look out for each other but those also those two guys who bought all of that hand sanitizer they got screwed nobody's buying it from them so now they yeah. up having to donate it. And that's good. That's karma. Yeah. There was also, so where my parents live, there's a, a supermarket called Woodman's. And this guy bought all of the toilet paper, filled up the back of his pickup truck. It all ended up flying out on the freeway. And people were just taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Don't be
1: an ass. Like I feel like now more than ever, we all just need to look out for each other and be kind. Like it doesn't cost anything to be kind. I know that's cheesy and cliche, but it's 100%. It's the truth. true, True. Yeah. So
0: like my son, I need distilled water for his formula. And when I go to the store, I can't find it. Right. And it's like, really people? Right. I mean, it's just so stupid to me right now. And like toilet paper. OK, if I ran out of toilet paper, what am I going to do? Um, take a shower. Use take a washcloth. Take a shit in cloth. the shower. We've talked <laughs> about this. And my heels have gotten very good at poop stomping. <laughs> I mean, it's like. But worst case
1: scenario. Yeah. Like there's other things you can do. People
0: like, need to relax. Yeah. So there is a story I found About kind of what's been going on, an innovative group of strip club dancers has started a food delivery service after their club was forced to close due to the coronavirus. That's brilliant. (laughs) I'd like a hot chick to deliver me some chicken wings. Come on in, but just stay
1: six feet away.
0: Yeah. Show me some nipple.
1: Show me... (laughs) Show me a wing and some nips. Yeah.
0: But the the good thing about it, it's from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's when you want nipples and hot wings. And hot wings, for sure.
1: Yes. I don't want hot wings at 10 a.m. Probably not nipples either.
0: 10 p.m.,
1: different story. Give it all to me. I want all of the nipples. I want all of it.
0: But we actually ordered some wings from Pizza Hut the other day. They were fantastic. I have not had Pizza Hut in probably... You're missing out on the stuffed crust, cause that's where it's at. Fifteen years. Yeah, we kind of looked at each other. I had um this chicken cordon bleu, and Maddie looks at me. He's like, "Well, instead of that, I mean, if you're asking for Pizza Hut tonight, I guess we'll do Pizza Hut." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> I love stuffed crust pizza. But so, anyways, these these women are very smart and they're also called boober eats so instead of uber eats yeah, boober see, eats these are women you want working for yeah, you they're really using their brains and their tits yes these are actual strippers who are probably going to medical school
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh My God!
0: <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't care if you're a stripper get that money get, get that money, money. honey yeah, you know, tough I, times I,
1: out here for everyone, right?
0: I just want to say something. When I was in my 20s and I would watch like a movie. And oh, a- God. Did you have a
1: stripper name just like you had a DJ name? We all have
0: a stripper name we, well, we no, talked about this
1: besides besides the street you grew up on in no, your
0: no i was going to say is i used to be so like insecure with myself if like a one like an actress was had her tits out in a movie it would make me so irritated if i was watching it with a boyfriend and now i'm really? like let's see those tits like, see those titties <laughs> isn't it weird yeah is it just how the- that
1: changes when you're more secure yeah
0: for sure and i'm all like whatever and it was funny too cuz we were watching a TV show and I was playing with Camden while the TV show was on and my husband's like you you just missed they showed penis two times and I'm like I don't even care. Rewind.
1: <laughs> was it in ask.
0: sweatpants or was it full frontal? <laughs> it was full frontal, but you know what for men it's always fake anyways. Really? You think? Mhm.
1: Do you think they have a fake prosthetic penis? Mm-hmm. That's so disappointing. <laughs> I'm like mad at that. I'm more pissed off at that than anything else. The so woman, we show our titties, but y'all can't. Th- and
0: sometimes we're showing, the, not we, but they're showing their the vagina bush. too in, in TV shows. Why do you
1: think that is? Why do you think men are more whatever about not showing their dicks? I don't know.
0: We need to change it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a, a dick is is nice to look at too, just like tits. Like <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
0: no, she's. Well, anyways, not to change the subject, but so when I'm looking for an article such as, you know, these strippers food delivery service. Oh, that's
1: right. You told me to remind you of this. Yes. When you're looking for an article. Yes.
0: When I find one, (laughs) I always will copy the link and I'll text it to myself. So I have this easy, quick little reference of weird stories and stuff. Well, today I text myself this article and another one that I had found. And all of a sudden I get a text back.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. And it says, stop.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) I'm like sitting here looking at this like it's – I mean, my name even shows up like on the top text. It says maybe Melinda Collins. So I write back, stop, question mark. And I'm like, what the hell? And I go and I look, shows my phone number. And I'm like, what what is happening here? (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: like (laughs) – you should see the look on my face right now. I'm like (laughs) –
0: well, I'm, like, so confused because, I like, this is my phone number, right? Dot, 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 start showing up. Somebody's <gasps> typing. And it says, I thought this was a spam messaging system. So <laughs> I go, sorry, I must be sending these to the wrong number. My apologies. And I get back, no worries. <laughs> what? So I go in and I look. I was texting it to my exact phone number, but the last digit was wrong. Oh, um, <laughs> no. No. But you have to understand the things I've sent this person. It's like murders, freaking dick stories, punani stories. like oh, Tutu stories. Tutu stories. And this person probably thinks I'm crazy. But it's oh, my exact phone number. No. Except for the last digit was a uh, switch. So I had a total blonde moment today.
1: And were, you, were you like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Well, it
0: took me... Uh, Let's see. It took me (laughs) mm, 31 minutes to figure out what was going on because my email address pops up. Well, then I found out that I've been emailing people if I send my phone number the wrong wrong digit. Oh my God. Were you like, I'm so sorry? Well, I sent that before I even realized what the problem was. But when it first happened when I got stopped, (laughs) and I'm like sitting here, I'm like, I'm sending this to myself. so dumb so dumb they're like okay
1: just please don't text me again because they're like worried for their life right now all the things <laughs> you're sending them yes
0: if you saw <laughs> these stories like the- <laughs> they're like please stop i'm i'm
1: scared i can't sleep at night <laughs> i can't sleep at night they're looking out their window <laughs> who has this number who is this
0: Please stop. <laughs> I mean, it's a plethora of weird. Well, yeah, because
1: we already discussed, we go down the dark web, We go, right?
0: d- yes. Deep. Can we you imagine, deep. like, you're, maybe this, like, Bible thumper. Right. All, all of a sudden, you're getting, like, murder, oh. porn, you know, fetish stories. A big black
1: man sitting on the bed with his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you don't know what we're talking about, check out an Instagram page. We'll post one of those memes that's going yeah, around. Yeah,
1: it's like a meme going around where you click on a link for the coronavirus and all of a sudden a big black man and his big dick up. <laughs> <That's> huge
0: <laughs> it's, it's huge and scary. That's <laughs> honestly like a horse wiener. Like that is
1: huge. Oh, right. It's, I bet you his print in his sweatpants is big.
0: I hope that guy's making money somehow, though. Can you imagine if that's like your... Your brother, and every time you click on a picture, it's his... <laughs>
1: it's your brother <laughs> with his dick out. Yeah. Oh god.
0: Well, anyways, that was my blonde <sighs> moment that I recently had. So Who whoever my have my
1: wine, and I don't right now
0: because I've been talking too much. I feel like you're slacking over there.
1: So I found a couple short true crime stories in like looking on the the interwebs.
0: Do we tell them that we're doing true crime today? We did. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm over here playing spin a bottle by my shelf. Drinking my wine. I have a buzz. I feel really good today. Yeah. So by the end of this episode, I might be topless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, people are like, y'all really need to record Y'all yourselves? need to put this
0: on YouTube tonight. Yeah.
1: We're topless recording.
0: We could just do no head, just tits.
1: Yeah. Could they be our
0: tits? Could
1: they be someone else's tits? Who knows?
0: A new game. My tits, someone else's tits.
1: <laughs> okay. Police got an unexpected two for one. They were called to check up on an elderly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Police got an unexpected two for one. I'm doing this like old lady smoker cough laugh. Y'all, we're just drunk. Bear with us. Yeah. Hopefully, you know what? We should make it a requirement. You can't listen to this episode. Unless
0: um, it's to- National Beer Day. They should be drinking listening to this. You have nothing else to do. To do,
1: right. Okay, let's try this again. Police got an unexpected two-for-one when they were called to check up on an elderly woman's neighbor when her neighbors hadn't seen her in a while. They found a pair of bodies, one warm and one very cold. Cops in Utah doing a welfare check on Jean's srooms found the 74-year-old woman dead in her apartment, where they also discovered her husband's corpse in a freezer. Oh, God. The man's body may have been kept on ice for up to 11 years, the authorities oh, said. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. That's a long freaking time. Yeah,
1: to have your husband in a freezer. Holy shit. <laughs> they said foul play is suspected. Uh, uh, yeah. You think? Foul odor as well. <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't have a lot of friends over, because I know if I had friends over, they'd go in my freezer and I I don't think I could hide my husband in my freezer.
0: I'm going to have to start checking your freezer when I come over if I don't see Chris (laughs) there.
1: He shoved in the freezer.
0: Nakia Shaw strolled into the Golden Crust restaurant at White Plains Road in... Golden
1: Crust? Golden Crust restaurant. Not Golden
0: Corral. No. Golden Crust. You know, I have a story about golden corral i do too side note the one time i've ever been there go ahead and then i'll go
1: it was disgusting you know how it's like buffet only uh-huh. whatever
0: with the chocolate fountain i've actually never been to one. Oh,
1: this is my one and only time to a golden corral it was in florida naturally Na- naturally Natch. and i got like a heaping plate of food brought it back to my table whatever went to take a bite there was something like sharp in my food so i like you know, spit the food out and went to see what was in there. It was a fingernail. No.
0: Mm -mm. Like a fingernail, like
1: clipping or biting, whatever, you know, like somebody bit their fingernail off and spit it into the fucking food.
0: (sighs) I mean. And that was it. I was done. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to ever eat there. No. I was like, what the fuck? And I feel bad because it's not even their fault. It's the freaking nasty people who go there who think that's acceptable to do that. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a cook. Who knows? But my odds are it's somebody who's getting the food. Getting the food. Who's biting their
1: fingernails, waiting, and then like spit it out of their mouth dude it was disgusting i used to
0: volunteer all the time for dental hygiene i would go to like the va so i was at the va and this older gentleman was telling me that he needs to see the dentist because he lost his denture oh and i was like okay kind of asking him questions about it and i said well how did you lose your denture i mean because If it's a full plate denture, it's hard to lose. To lose it, Like if it's like replacing one or two teeth, it's not that big of a deal, but your full upper arch, you're going to notice that. That's a lot to lose. It's a
1: lot. That's a lot to like notice that it's gone. Yes. Like, oh, my whole half of my teeth are gone.
0: He said, oh, I left it at the buffet line at Golden Corral. (gasps) Nope. I have never been able to eat there because of that. And you know what, actually? (laughs) No. I have a coronavirus meme. From gold, like not like not. They're
1: all. The internet is full of coronavirus. Memes it's right not now.
0: from Golden Corral, but it's pretending like it is from Golden Corral. And so I'm gonna read it to you. To our loyal customers, we're not going to bullshit you about our safety precautions. Because, frankly, we don't have any. Our customers fear nothing, not even death. If they did, they wouldn't be eating at the fucking Golden Corral. (laughs) Hell, have you seen our chocolate fountain? We literally just let little kids stick their filthy, dirt-covered arms into that sucker. Haven't cleaned it since 1982. We hope you will continue to visit us and tempt fate for many years to come. Ted Balls, president and CEO of Golden Corral. Oh, no. <laughs> but so like my – some of my family members like going to Golden Corral and they're always like, yeah, meet us there. I'm like, I can't. Is I there physically can't. open around here still? There's one in Waukesha. I know okay. for sure. So I was
1: going to say, I can't tell you the last time I've seen one. I don't think I've seen any here. I haven't seen any since I lived in Florida.
0: Well, I don't mean to be – shitting on golden Kral, because honestly i've never even eaten there but i have heard their chicken is fantastic but that's all i know you
1: know that was my one experience there and it's kind of hard it's just like getting a food poisoning from somewhere it's hard to go Mm -hmm. back after that and it may be a fluke there's this one place that i went to eat sushi at and i love sushi and i got food poisoning for the first and only time in my life and let me tell you you'll never be back uh, a food poisoning first of Mm -hmm. all is terrible Mm -hmm. You know, I literally thought I was going to die. Like you're shitting and puking yep. at the same time.
0: I had that happen to me Horrible. from a spicy tuna roll.
1: Horrible. Mm-hmm. To this day, I can never go back to that restaurant. And it's a nice restaurant. I'm sure a lot of their food is completely fine and it was probably a fluke. But because of that, I'll never go back there. Mm-hmm. I can't. I get it. I get and it, it was the one, like Chris will leave town Very few times, right? Like, he just doesn't, you know, go out of town for trips that much. Except for, like, his car trips, whatever... (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're looking at me like, what? No, I think of car trips. I think when him and his car go on a romantic trip together. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is even better.
1: He has groups of friends where they have car group. like, And this nerd, one tour
0: is nerd, called... Nerd, 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 <laughs> nerd.
1: <laughs> this one tour is called Wookiees in the Woods. Full freaking circle. Yes, 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 <And>, um, <laughs> yes. It's all for people. Wookiees in the
0: woods? Yes. I don't know if I could look at your husband in the face again. Or no. Is it called
1: Tale of the Dragon,
0: but it's mm. by
1: Wookiees <laughs> in the woods? I can't I don't remember. know what's, what's worse. Dragon Tail. <laughs> but the group is called Wookiees in the woods. Oh, my God. And they all own a Volkswagen R32s, which my husband no longer
0: owns an R32. So he can't be a Wookiee in the woods? Yeah. Well, Does that mean a hairy dick in the woods? Maybe. I think so.
1: So he was gone for the Wookiees, whatever, dragon tour. And that was the weekend I got sick. And and literally, I was by myself all weekend long, and the kids were young. It's
0: probably it. better that way because you can't poop with your husband in the house. It was worked out. But I was like, <laughs> maybe he
1: poisoned me. I think
0: he did. Yeah. Put some antifreeze in your Gatorade. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know I wouldn't drink Gatorade. Okay. Back to my story. It has um, artificial colors in it. <laughs> As you're
1: pounding wine. There's no Red 40 in this wine. Let me
0: Let me look at this bottle here. There is no
1: Red 40.
0: There is, I can't read it because it's in Hungarian. We're drinking some Hungarian wine today. Perfect. Because my, my mom's from Hungary. Hungary. I don't even know how to say cheers in Hungarian, but Prost because I'm <sighs> also German. All right. Back to my story. So Nakia strolled into a Golden Corral restaurant and said, give me that money. At <laughs> <Got> a customer. <laughs> oh. She grabbed a bill from her and fled, the cop said. The victim chased the thief into an apartment building. The police grabbed Nakia, who admitted she had the money. She then yanked the bill. Wait, so she robbed a customer? She robbed a customer. Damn. She yanked the bill and pipes containing a tar-like substance from her booty hole. Oh, no. And thank you, Chico, because now I say booty hole. Anytime I'm referencing a butthole. We did talk
1: about this. We call it booty hole now. Because of Chico. Chico
0: sent his story about eating some booty hole. Thanks, Chico. But that is a funny story. So she's literally pulling up like crack pipe and money from her butthole. How do you run with that in your butt? I would guess
1: it's not the first time she's put something up her butthole. (laughs) She's maybe gotten used to it.
0: Man, I got to start spreading that thing out. (laughs) Hey, you know how much easier it would be to carry stuff in your butt than carrying a purse around? Well, I mean,
1: back in the day, remember, it was like the thing to put drugs in your butthole.
0: That's not still a thing?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't...
0: Well, then I have some cocaine right (laughs) now. (laughs) It was called
1: parachuting, right? When you put drugs up your butthole?
0: Yeah, and then... Uh, Plugging is when you soak a tampon in alcohol and shove alcohol. it up your yeah. bootstraps. so see, hole. this
1: is not new news of people putting their shit in the I butthole. know, but it's just funny. It's just weird, right? It's, yeah. My butthole is exit only. We've already talked about this. Mm-hmm. And it's exit only when I'm alone in the house. <laughs> All right, there are weird neighbors. <laughs> and then there's Maria del Carmen. Not only did the Spanish woman ask a neighbor, to store a box of sex toys for her, but that box also contained the decapitated, rotting head of her missing <gasps> husband. Oh
0: my god!
1: According to reports, Del Carmen told the neighbor that she wanted the sex toys out of her house while it was being scoured by investigators looking for clues to her husband's disappearance. That neighbor sensed something was wrong when the box started to stink. Ew. The rest of the victim's whereabouts remain a mystery.
0: That's just disgusting. How do you, like, I can't even understand how you'd be able to decapitate somebody. I don't. And I've watched so many true crime
1: shows where that's, like, the thing. Like, they not just decapitate, but they cut up the rest of their body to, like, be able to fit body parts in different, like, suitcases or whatever, trash bags, whatever else, to disperse body parts in different places. But, uh, ah,
0: I can't. Did you ever watch The Jinx? No. Shut up. Is that on Netflix? It was on HBO forever. Oh. It is seriously one of the best true crime documentaries ever. Did they cut up a body? Yes. I can't. Yes, but you don't obviously see okay. it. Thank God. They don't even, I don't even think they show pictures, but the guy had cut up somebody and throw, put them in plastic bags and threw them in like the Hudson River.
1: Well, and what I don't understand about that too is if it's somebody you know or like that you love, like how can you, I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Like Mm-mm. cutting somebody's body parts off that you
0: I, I can't i completely agree with you i mean you gotta like you must have like some serious hate for yeah. that person so this is a little bit of a darker story a vermont woman pleaded not guilty to second degree murder charges after she allegedly admitted to killing her boyfriend by cutting his neck in which she claimed was an act of self-defense mm-hmm. she's 30 years old her boyfriend was 45 his name was cameron her name is like avril 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 Levine. This is about her. Um, So on Saturday morning, Avril called 911 from a studio apartment she shared with her boyfriend Cameron. There, the Vermont state police officers discovered a gruesome scene. Avril was drinking tea and her apartment was covered in blood. Oh. During the investigation, she told police that she had attacked Cameron on March 12th at about 9 p.m. She left his body inside their apartment and traveled to her parents' house and changed clothes before returning to the apartment. To drink tea? What
1: the fuck?
0: When she called 911, she allegedly told officials she slit his neck but said she did so in self-defense. What? She told the police that they were constantly arguing over household chores and she accused him of not buying her marijuana. Oh. It's always the pot. You potheads always are just violent, angry. That is so <laughs> not I true. I know. That's why I was saying that. Investigators told reporters that there was no evidence that she had been choked during a fight, which she had claimed had happened. The police did say that there was some defensive wounds that Cameron had. So it seems like she was like attacking Yeah, him. she was
1: attacking him.
0: They determined the cause of Cameron's death was wounds to the neck and the manner of death was homicide. That's terrible. I thought it was crazy crazy because it's always weird to me to think like this is going to sound so archaic but a woman being able to attack a man and kill the man like i always just think of like
1: i think that's the most unsuspecting right
0: like yes to me
1: that's the easier to get away with
0: i would always just think a man is always going to be able to overtake a woman defensively be smart about it haven't you watched snapped i love that show i do too I haven't watched it in a while because I was not being able to sleep at night. I put on forensic files to go to sleep.
1: All All right. I have one more little short one. Police who broke up a spat between a mixed race couple claimed they were told at the scene that the woman, who is black, wanted to play slave and slaver with her white boyfriend and he wouldn't go along with it, according to Florida police. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) had to sneak in a florida story kenneth atkins spit on the face of ashley edwards as tensions escalated he was arrested however the couple told the daily news that their dispute had nothing to do with a racial role-playing and the arresting officer must have misunderstood what they told him so that is a
0: weird story very
1: weird i wish there was actually more to it it came up on this article with the other stuff i thought it was interesting
0: I just think it's so weird to me. Why would she want to play something like that? But I guess, I mean- A got, dominating role, maybe? We've done fetishes. We yeah. know, but- To me, it, scenario, right? Here's Gina's scenario yes. on it.
1: <laughs> to me, she wanted to like dominate him and make him feel-
0: Oh, so she was playing the slave owner? Yes. It was her idea. But,
1: okay. I thought of it backwards.
0: Yeah. She I thought wanted she to wanted like to be... dominate
1: him and make him feel inferior. You know,
0: did it say that in there that she was going to be the slave owner and he was going to be the slave? Yeah. And he wouldn't play along with it. Ah, I, I am feeling pretty good. So I think I misheard <laughs> you. But that's okay. So then I get it. Is her significant other white? Yes hell yeah that you totally girl. missed that part I, man i should take a nap and then we can re-record cause i'm feeling uh, good we uh, might just have to re-record this whole episode uh, this is what you came for <laughs> baby this, this is, is what you came for. for lightning strikes every time she moves <laughs> <laughs> we are so freaking in sync sometimes it scares me it is i fucking love you we're like the same person I we fucking are. love you too We both got our lululemon on our blonde hair we're both wearing headphones if you can imagine that we are what that's so coincidental so cool we're drinking wine we're drinking wine we both have eyes we, <laughs> we both have two hands <laughs> <laughs> all right so i will get into my story Ooh, that the I main found.
1: event.
0: I, when it comes to true crime, I really like older stories. <gasps> Stop it. I do too. And actually, mine is an older story. How funny would that be if we had the same story? It would be insane. It would be on a whole nother level. Right. But I that hope. would just further prove that we're the same person. We're, we we're share one, one brain. We share one mind. <laughs> But my brain can't come up with all the spanking games that you and your husband come up with. So my story takes place in 1963. Oh, let's see when mine took place. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say yours does not. No, it does not. Mm. If you would have said like 1962 or 64, I would have pissed myself. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys bear with me because. I got a nice mommy buzz. I haven't been able to drink a whole
1: lot. I'm a bad influence on her. I come over. I'm like, open the wine.
0: And I'm like, finish the bottle so we can play spin the (laughs) bottle. All right. So this story takes place in Perth, Australia, which I also thought was really cool because I don't feel like you ever hear of like crazy true crime stories in Australia. No, it's
1: always from Florida.
0: Always Florida. Always. Sorry, Florida. So 17-year-old John Button. Is it like Benjamin Button? He is not Benjamin Button. He is John Button
1: with a little button nose. A little button nose and two (laughs) eyes made out of coal. All
0: right. So John Button was in love with his neighbor, Rosemary Anderson.
1: Isn't that cute? I mean, only if the neighbor liked him back.
0: Okay, but he can still be in
1: love with her. Well, what if he was like obsessed and she was scared? Then it's not cute.
0: Have you read this story already? (laughs) God.
1: Is this where this is going? Maybe.
0: <laughs> I can't tell. See, you. I've watched too
1: much true crime. I already know.
0: hmm So John had invited Rosemary over to his house, and they were watching TV and just kind of hanging out. They were just neighbors. And John had his little brother. Obviously, he lived there too. <laughs> <laughs> he was only 17. And they were watching TV, and they made fish sticks for dinner.
1: Oh, like frozen fish sticks?
0: Frozen fish
1: sticks. You know what I do? I hate it. I'm I'm going to admit something to y'all that I would never, ever in a million years ever admit to anyone. That's the one fast food that I love. McDonald's Filet-O-Fish oh. with extra tartar sauce. Oh, yeah. You always have to get oh. extra tartar sauce. The bun that McDonald's uses, it's like golden and like... I don't know. It's the
0: same thing they use on their hamburger buns. It's different on the filet fish (laughs) I'm telling you.
1: I really want a filet fish
0: right now. I live two seconds from a McDonald's, (laughs) so you're in luck. (laughs) Okay, so they made fish sticks, and Rosemary reached over to grab one of John's fish sticks, and he Uh slapped her hand away and yelled at her for trying to steal his fish.
1: Oh, I (laughs) thought she was going to grab for his fish stick like it was his dick.
0: This is not where this story is going, Gina. I can't help where my mind wanders. He literally was yelling at her that much that she got so mad, she stood up, said it was over, And she left. She was that pissed off. Over some fish sticks? Over a freaking fish stick. Wow. So he started chasing after her and was like, I was just kidding. Like it's not that serious so she's storming away he gets in his car and he starts driving alongside her and is trying to convince her to get in the car get back to the house this was a joke we were just having fun it wasn't that serious and she starts screaming at him and she's like no i'm not getting in your car it's over like we're never gonna see each other again i think they were just neighbors i don't think they were dating but he sat in his car he smoked a cigarette and he watched her disappear she walked over some railroad tracks curve to the left. Wow, this is all over some fish sticks. Well, who knows? Maybe there's more to the story. But was she dreaming
1: about the fish
0: sticks? No. But this was John's story. So John decided to just follow Rosemary down the street and he started driving. In his
1: car, following her. In
0: his car. And he starts driving down the street and he sees her face down on the side of the road, unconscious and bleeding out. So he starts panicking and he literally picked her up drug her put her into his car and took her to the doctor oh the doctor said she had severe injuries to her face and her limbs she was also losing blood internally
1: and of course they're going to accuse him right right
0: like of course there was a dent in the front of john's car and there was also fresh blood on his car as well like he could have hit her with his car yes okay so the police take in john and they start interrogating him and they're with him for hours going over everything that happened. And he keeps telling him or telling them his side of the story. And eventually he confesses to hitting Rosemary with his car.
1: I was going to say, how could he like get out of that? Because they, they could have gotten the blood off of the car.
0: Right. right? He says and changes a story and says that actually their argument was over him coming on to her that when she was oh. over at the house he started hitting on her and was basically trying to get her to sleep with him and see
1: i told you it wasn't a fish stick it was his dick
0: not a fish stick it was the dick. a dick stick and he signs a confession he said that when she was walking away from him he got into his car and he was mad he was mad yeah but he was trying to scare her so he was trying to kind of pull over into where she was walking and he and inadvertently had hit her
1: inadvertently had hit her he did that shit on purpose
0: while john is being interrogated a few hours later he recanted his confession. He said he was coerced by the cops and that they had hit him in the stomach repeatedly and they weren't going to let him out and they were going to be more physical unless he actually confessed to this crime. John says that the dent happened a few weeks earlier and the blood on his car was from when he brought her into the car trying to take her to the hospital. Oh, okay. There were no scrapes or drag marks, though, on Rosemary's body.
1: Yeah, but maybe he just, like, hit her so that there would be, like, a big bruise or I don't know.
0: So John ends up going to trial for murder. They deli- The jury deliberates for six hours. And when the – I don't know. What do they call, like, the main juror who says if they're guilty or not guilty – I don't know. I don't know what they call them, but the manger. We'll call them that. Somebody uh,
1: educate us on this. What do they call them? The foreman.
0: <laughs> yes, that foreman. Right? The, the jury foreman. The foreman juror. Is that right? I don't think so. I have
1: no idea.
0: <laughs> the foreman juror says we have found John not guilty. Oh wow. Oh excuse me. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. This really is what happened. Are you serious? Yes. They found him guilty of manslaughter. But said
1: not guilty at first? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. This can, poor man. Can you imagine what if, you're... Especially, well, I should only say this poor man if he was not guilty.
0: Right. But can you imagine like what's going through your mind? Yeah. So he gets 10 years- Of hard labor in prison. Now, you have to remember this is the 60s. Yeah. So he got sentenced to the Fremantle Prison. Inside the Fremantle Prison in 1963, there was no plumbing, no heat, no air conditioning. Oh, man. There was a mattress on the floor, and they would get one plastic plate and one plastic spoon. Damn. I went to Alcatraz a few years ago. It is so eerie walking around Alcatraz. Their prison cells are the size of like a closet. That's crazy.
1: Chris and I saw Alcatraz from the Golden Gate Bridge. You guys should have told. You know, I didn't even think about it. Everything was closed. <sighs> like literally, we wouldn't even gone on our trip to California if it would have been two days later Mm -hmm. because literally like two days after we left like shit started to really hit the fan and san
0: francisco shut down yeah
1: but we were only there for four days so like two days into it we were
0: like what do we do but if you like true crime alcatraz is so cool to see because they have you do a walking tour and while you're doing it, they ha- you have, are listening to these headphones and they say, okay, when you get to this point, this is what happens. I mean, there was like shootings and all sorts of stuff that oh, wow. went on there. It was really cool. Well,
1: California uh, was absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. and we will definitely go again when the world is calmer for sure because – I really, it wasn't like the experience that I probably should have had just because of the chaos that was mm-hmm. ensuing. So, and that was the only time I've ever been to California. So I definitely want to go back when things are more calm so I can really kind of experience it. One thing I loved about California, it smells beautiful. Like all the eucalyptus and everything. Well, I was there. You in were sp- in Napa. I was there in spring too. Um, So I think everything like blooming, the eucalyptus there, whew, it smelled so good. I did enjoy all the edibles in California.
0: Well, there's a positive. Yeah, because it's a free
1: uh, medical state. May have brought some back in my suitcase.
0: Uh-oh, TSA didn't catch ya.
1: I think they were worried about other shit, right? Yeah. They are like, let this bitch have her edibles.
0: So John Button had been in jail for seven, or prison, for seven months. And a new inmate arrives named Eric Edmund Cook. He arrived at the Fremantle prison and went off on this tangent saying that he killed many people. He said that he had killed a bunch of young men. He confessed to eight murders and also to 12 home invasions. Oh, wow. So he's just like popping off at the mouth while he gets there. I feel like
1: this happens a lot in prison, right? Like people just, they have nothing else to do but talk, so they talk.
0: Yeah. What was the name of that documentary we watched where that guy had confessed, uh, the confessional killer? Yep. Did you wind up watching that? Yep. Where he confessed to like over a hundred and some murders and it wasn't true. Yeah. While Eric Edmund Cook was in prison here at Fremantle Prison, he also confessed to killing Rosemary Anderson. He said that he had intentionally ran her down, and he said this to John Button. So John's sitting there thinking like, oh my God, my prayers are answered. Right. I'm going to get out. So John starts thinking back, and he remembers when he was sitting in his car smoking his cigarette, he remembers a car passing him while he was watching Rosemary walking down the road, and he talked to Eric about it, and- remember that it was Eric's car that was passing him while he was waiting for Rosemary that night. John goes and he talks to the cops and says, hey listen you need to listen to Cook's confession here. Right. And the cops took Cook's confession and said, you know what, we'll try to figure this out. So they actually took Eric Cook to the scene of the crime and asked him to identify where the specific incident had took place. While they're there, Cook pointed to the wrong spot. And oh, the cops no. said, "No." This isn't really true. They don't believe his confession, so they just completely discount it. Mm-hmm. Right. So while all of this is going on, John was thinking this was his answered prayer, so he started his appeal process to the court. And because he didn't know the specific spot that this happened, court denied John's appeal. Oh
1: man, why? Well, feeling this guy is innocent too. Mm, you're all over the place. Yeah, mm. I am. This one's perplexing me. It's Usually, probably the
0: wine. <laughs> it's it's probably the hungarian wine. John was going through his whole appeal process. Obviously that didn't happen, but what really should have happened was that John should have been able to have a retrial then with this new basic evidence that was right. being brought up. John sitting in prison and Cook had confessed to all of these other murders and these home invasions and while John was sitting in prison, Cook was hung for his crimes. <gasps> and John Button can recount this happening i guess while you're in that prison you could hear everything that's going on as oh my far as God. that oh that's so freaking eerie yeah while cook was being hanged he asked to take a bible and when he got that bible he confessed to rosemary's murder again five years later into John's 10 year sentence, John was actually released on good behavior. Oh. Isn't that crazy though? Like you killed somebody, you're being imprisoned for killing somebody and you only get 10 years and then you get released after five years? Yeah. It's bizarre to me.
1: Especially if you think of some of the things that people go to jail for where they get more years than that. Yeah. You know, like, like
0: marijuana possession or right. something. I mean, you this get guy 15
1: actually, years for selling pot and somebody gets 10 years and gets out on five years good behavior for murder. It doesn't make sense. Bizarre.
0: Yeah. As soon as John Button gets out, he visited, he visited Rosemary's grave. He eventually marries. He has two children. But amidst all this, he just falls into this deep depression. He just is sick over what happened to Rosemary. Yeah, he probably can't let it go. Seven years later, he tried to overdose on sleeping pills. He got into his car. He drove 100 miles an hour and drove off of a steep embankment. Oh. He survived. God. At this point, his life changes. He realized he lived for a reason. He decided he really needs to try to clear his name. So he wrote to the government. He wrote a book. Unfortunately, no one would touch his book. No one wanted to publish it. One day, he's sitting there, and his brother calls him. Now, I remember his brother was there the night that Rosemary was- With the fish sticks. With the fish sticks. And his brother said that he was out the night before dancing, and he met this lady, and he was telling her what had happened to John, and she said that she wanted to meet John. Her name was Estelle Blackburn. She was a journalist, and she invest- was an investigator. What she wanted to do was to research John Moore, whether he was innocent or guilty, and she wanted to get his files and try to find fresh evidence. She thoroughly doubted that John was guilty, but she wanted to be Hear smart all about all the it. facts. Right. Yeah. Her biggest thing was she wanted to know what Eric Edmund Cook's MO was. So she starts looking into all the crimes that Eric Cook had committed, and she found out that he would strangle people, he would stab them, but he never would run them down. Right. So then she started. It didn't fit. It didn't fit his, MO. Didn't fit his okay. mo. And all the true crime stuff that I've always like watched, there's always like similarities. Well, yeah, that's why they have like profilers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like BTK. Yeah. Bondage. Bind, torture, bind kill. torture, Kill. Yeah. Bondage. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of uh, BDSM here. I'm like, bind, Torture, bind, Kill? sorry. But so there was always like an M.O. So then she started doubting John. In John's appeal, she found six women had survived hit and runs. And those hit and runs specifically, Cook had confessed to all of them. Oh, So Estelle writes her own book. So he did have a history of hit and runs. He did. Okay. And she only found that out not through his his files but she found it out through john button's appeal okay so she writes her own book about john's case and also she could not find a publisher and this went on forever and then she she met this guy brent christensen who was or she knew him but he was a friend and a newspaper publisher but he agreed to publish this book with his own money oh. so he didn't think john could have done it at all because of the lack of damage to john's car see i'm so perplexed now
1: like did he do it? Did he not do it? That's why I like this story. Yeah,
0: and I also I really love the old crimes before. There's a lot of like DNA and forensics testing. Yeah, because they didn't have that to rely on, mm-hmm. right? I, I forgot to tell you her, the name of that book that she wrote about John was called Broken Lives. Okay. So this is 37 years after Rosemary's murder. Oh my God. Brent Christensen, so the newspaper publisher had searched for an expert. He found an expert in pedestrian crash reconstruction. His name was Rusty Hate.
1: Right. Like to see if the
0: damage to the car could really be caused. Right. Would it be consistent? Gotcha. So he looked at photos and he honestly thought that the photos to John's car could not be consistent with a fatal collision. She was hit at about 30 to 40 miles an hour. And John's car had no marks on his hood because of the trajectory. Trajectory, trajectory force <laughs> she would have hit um, and rolled the onto
1: the hood right okay because
0: she would have bent in the middle like when you get hit automatically your body bends right so they started performing all of these pedestrian crash tests on the exact car that john had had and they also started doing it on the car that eric cook had they were able to find three cars that were similar to john's car because it was a 1960. Three car. I mean, this is thirty-seven years later, later. and they were also able to find a nineteen sixty-three Holden, which was the car that Cook had. I don't even know what a Holden is. It just looks like your classic car, honestly. Like when you think of like a classic Chevy driving down the street. I like classic cars. I don't. I like all the new technology. No,
1: I like classic cars. Like, give me like a sixty-one Ford. I'm all. I think you're supposed to be married to my husband. Mint
0: condition. And then my husband can have all his head shaking at all of your weird sex games. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the 63 Holden, there is this thing. It's a sun visor. So, you know how like modern cars have that black almost tint to the top mm-hmm. of your windshield? windshield. Yeah. They actually had a, like a metallic sun visor that went over the top of it. They noticed that on Cook's car, because obviously there's all these files and stuff, his sun visor wasn't broken. So they thought, okay, well, if they if he would have hit somebody, they would have bent at the waist, rolled over the hood, up the sun visor. That would have broken. Right. So when they started doing these tests, they noticed that the visor doesn't break. It bends. Oh.
1: And it looks like there's
0: absolutely no damage to it because it flexes so they use this dummy when they would hit it with cook's car the dummy would land face down when they would hit it with john's car it would land face up and there would have a huge dent in the hood of the car this is kind of like that forensics testing that that's not what yeah, happened
1: what they were missing in the 1960s right yep.
0: the experts were just convinced that there's no way that this was John Button who actually committed this crime. And so um, he was able to go back to court. He convinced three judges that there was a miscarriage of justice and he was found not guilty.
1: Wow. 37 years later?
0: Yes. Now, I would just like to say, I know this was kind of short, kind of choppy, kind of all over the place, but I really enjoyed this story because of what's going on nowadays when we're finding all of these convicts not guilty for these crimes because yeah. people think that law enforcement couldn't do that. Yeah, he was coerced. He was beaten up into a confession. Confession,
1: right? That he didn't. And this was in yeah. '63. I mean, and think about even nowadays with like Brendan Dassey and you know all that stuff. Like,
0: and that it and Brendan yeah. God, don't even get me started on this. But Brendan Dassey is a child. Right. With Who's a low disabled. IQ. Yeah. Who wants to go watch WrestleMania. Yeah. You you mean to tell me this stuff can't happen? Right. It It is. It 100% still does happen. It
1: happened in the 60s. It's still happening now. You know
0: what? You had told me to watch a documentary, 10 bullets, three and a half minutes. Oh, God. That made me so angry. That
1: documentary made me so mad.
0: I, it is so crazy to me. To think like that white man, I don't remember his name, was so certain, yeah, he would get off mm-hmm. because it's a young quote unquote thug, right. Playing rap music loud, and this white man tells him to turn it off, and then it becomes a shootout battle, and like stuff like that. And he accused
1: him of being a thug, and mm-hmm. where are his parents at, and this and that. When in fact, his parents were very well educated, upstanding citizens. He came from a, more than a middle class family.
0: They were married at the time. Yeah.
1: He came from a good family. They were more than middle class. Like the color of his skin had nothing to do with the incident, but that man tried to make the color of his skin everything to do with yes. the incident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Calling so, him
0: a thug, like, oh, It's just crazy Ugh. to me because they always say history repeats itself. Yeah. And it does. And I mean, even though we're talking about two white men here, it still happens. For sure, 100%. It's still someone in power, someone in a better position than yep. the other person who thinks – you know, like these police offices, we're going to get a, a confession no matter what, so we're going to beat you up to get it. To get it, yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, I'm t- probably talking in circles, but it like makes me so angry. Yeah. It's like, be a good person. Person. Yeah. In that
1: show, three bullets, 10 seconds, whatever it was, I, I can't remember the name of it. It's going to drive me crazy. Three
0: three Three and a half minutes, 10 bullets. There I you think go. think my- I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to find it on HBO. Netflix doesn't have it anymore. Well- when they were playing that guy's
1: phone conversations from jail, he was like, where are this kid's parents at? To his fiance. Yeah, right, yeah. and And the kid's parents were very much a part of his life. The guy just had no clue what he was talking about whatsoever i was so happy when they found him guilty i I was like if they don't find this man guilty i have no faith in our justice system like i'm fucking done
0: i just don't
1: but thank god they watch this documentary you
0: have to watch it to form your own opinion about it but i just don't and here's a spoiler I don't understand how this man goes from his son's wedding, happy, jovial, yeah, reception,
1: stops at a gas station to get a bottle of wine, and these
0: kids are playing music loud. Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden, you just start shooting.
1: Yeah, because he said he felt threatened. And but, yes, but I, you know
0: what? If you feel threatened, you're not going to instigate. shoot somebody. Yeah, you're, you're not going to. It's not even shooting. If you feel threatened, you're not going to instigate these kids. No. If you feel threatened and these kids are playing this loud music and whatever the hell they're doing, you're not going to get in their face. What you're going to do is you're going to sit in your car, you're going to lock your doors, yeah. and you're going to stay there. You're not going to start popping off at the mouth at these kids. Right.
1: It, well, and did the kid have a loud mouth? Probably. He was a teenager. He's a teenager. A teenage what boy. teenage? Teenage boy. Yeah. It doesn't matter your race race nothing a teenage boy has an attitude right
0: even as a teenage girl Girl. i would pop off at the mouth if some adult thought they should be telling me what to to turn my 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 mother you're not my father right Mm -mm. so
1: yeah that was the only thing that kid was guilty of was you know having a teenage attitude that doesn't mean that he had he deserved to be like shot and killed oh the documentary made me so
0: mad. Yeah. I'm so I just, glad
1: that he was found guilty.
0: It wasn't. I always, I just kept thinking there was going to be some twist. We were going to find something else out. Because I'm like, why would you even do a documentary ab- about this guy when he's it was so, so blatantly guilty? Yeah. But, and then um, at the
1: end of that show, they like played like videos of the kid when he was young. I literally started crying. Yeah, I was like, sad. I can't. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, I I agree to an extent that that kid should have kept his mouth shut, shouldn't have said something. But at did the same he time, do ever think he, he didn't was going to have a gun lose pulled his... out on him and and murdered yeah. him over something? He's a teenage boy. If we did that to every teenage boy who popped off at the mouth, we would have no teenage kids because right. that's what. <laughs> Like I said, teenage girls. I mean, how freaking snarky are teenage girls? I got one right now. I got one. But so I thought this, even though the story was kind of (laughs) a little tipsy, but kind of all over the place in my telling, I thought it was interesting that even in 60, well, probably mostly in 63. He
1: confessed to a murder he didn't do. He didn't even
0: commit because I, people are always like, oh, he confessed. How could he be guilty? And it's like, You don't know what went on in that room. The guy was physically attacked by the police officer. Right. Long tangent. I apologize. Sorry that Rosemary died and that it took so long for them to To find her real killer. But, you know, thankfully they did. Damn. Well, my story takes place in
1: 1971. Mm. November 9th, 1971, Westfield new jersey a 46 year old accountant named john list have you heard of this the list murders
0: i might need to hear a little more he
1: woke up with his children 13 year old frederick 15 year old john jr and 16 year old patricia just like he did every morning he sat with them while they ate their breakfast being careful not to do anything that might make him suspicious The whole point of his plan, which he had been working on for months, was that his family wouldn't suffer. Things had always been uh, strained in the List family, or at least to John. He had met his wife, Helen, who was a widow after college. Soon after they began dating, she told him she was pregnant. So John, a devout Lutheran, agreed to marry her. However, after the wedding, she revealed that she had not been pregnant after all. So she lied.
0: Damn. Like,
1: oops. John felt, rightly, that he had been tricked, but his religious beliefs would not allow him to break his marriage vows, so he stayed married to her. And after a while, Helen might not have been pregnant right away. Before they married, she wasted no time to getting that way, and within four years, they had three children. So there was immense pressure on John to provide for his family, but he couldn't seem to hold down a job. So while the quality of work was never an issue, he was meticulous and hardworking. He was often let go because he just rubbed his bosses or co-workers the wrong way. So he was just kind of weird. Uh-huh. They said something about him was off-putting in a way that was hard to pin down.
0: We've all come across I went to him. high school with a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> his name was John. Uh, no. Now he's married and has a kid and it freaks me out. Scary. Yeah. So when he landed a job as a
1: vice president of a bank in New Jersey, it seemed like all their problems were over. And Helen, the wife, insisted that John purchase her dream home, which is a 19-room mansion named Breeze Knoll.
0: 19 rooms? Yeah. And there's what, five of them? Three kids? It must have
1: been a pretty well-paying job as a vice (laughs) president of a bank to buy a mansion. 19? Okay, a nineteen room mansion named Breeze Knoll that was the most expensive house in the most expensive part of town. It said they couldn't really afford such an extravagant place. Well, yeah, that's that's huge.
0: Nineteen rooms is insane. Yeah. What's I, does it say what city this is? New <laughs> Jersey.
1: Probably an affluent area. Well, of New I would Jersey. just think I
0: mean, if you're talking Oklahoma. 19-room house probably isn't crazy, crazy expensive. But if you're talking- But in Jersey? Yeah. yeah, I would
1: think that would be pretty expensive. Yeah,
0: Even in 71.
1: Well, it said he had to ask his mother Alma for a loan. His late father had been the more traditional distant type. John and his mother were always close. Friends said that she doted on him as her only child. So she lent him the money he needed, and in exchange, she got to live in a self-contained apartment on the third floor of the mansion.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I am familiar with this story. Okay,
0: uh-huh. since tell then, me all the dirty, dirty details. things
1: went downhill. In less than a year, he was fired from the bank job again due to personality clashes. Rather than tell his family what had happened and admit failure, and admit failure, <laughs> he continued to get dressed to go to work every day. Work. Uh-huh. "Quote unquote. he would drive to the train station and ride at a few stops, get off, and return in a different How train.
0: How cuckoo are you in your head? Where to-
1: you're pretending to have a job, so that you don't have mm-hmm. uh, to it- eat? Like
0: get up, set your alarm, take a shower, eat. Yeah,
1: breakfast, the amount put your clothes of on.
0: work that goes into that, into keeping up this lie. And right? why not just? I mean, if that's your wife, why not just tell your tell wife her. this? Yeah, fell through whatever it is.
1: Because clearly he had been let go from jobs before because he was a fucking weirdo. So he'd be like, "Hey, I just got fired again." She
0: wouldn't be surprised, right? Like, I
1: don't think his wife would have been surprised. So he did eventually find another low-paying job, which he also lost, and another, and another. Dude, what does
0: this guy do?
1: He has to be such a weirdo. But to keep Luke lo- to keep losing I mean, God, we Because all- of, to keep losing jobs because of your personality. Yeah. I mean we've so, all worked
0: with weirdos, right? Where you're yeah. like, but that person always keeps their job and they're like, you're like, seriously? Right. How is this person still here? They're freaking weird. This guy's losing his job over Because it. he's weird. But he keeps
1: getting hired to new jobs because he's qualified right
0: yeah but he keeps losing
1: them because he's a fucking weirdo oh, creeps me out yeah his income was not keeping pace with his expenses and he began skimming money from his mother's accounts by 1971 he was bankrupt so yeah not doing so well Mm-mm. this presented a deep moral crisis for the devout lutheran he believed that poverty itself was a sin So on top of that, he had three teenagers who were in his mind turning more towards the sinful culture of the 1970s America. He was worried about Patricia. She had expressed a desire to go into acting, which he believed was corrupt. There were even rumors that she was dabbling in witchcraft and experimenting with marijuana. (laughs) No, not the marijuana.
0: Not in 71, not the marijuana. Yeah,
1: they weren't with it back then. Mm -mm. Uh, But that was not even the worst thing. Helen's health was deteriorating rapidly thanks to a terrible secret she had hidden from John for years. Not long after they moved to New Jersey, she she began experiencing blackouts and falling down. The vision in her right eye was going. She was drinking heavily and had become dependent on tranquilizers.
0: Quaaludes. Was that the mom or the what? The mom.
1: The wife sounds like uh, a good time
0: <laughs> in the
1: winter of '68. Tess revealed she had tetraary syphilis, which she had contracted <laughs> from her first husband. And to make matters worse,
0: <laughs> I'm, it's not from you, honey. I it's swear, it's from you. <laughs>
1: She from either from embarrassment or mental instability stopped going to church. Oh,
0: oh, probably embarrassment because they're all judgmental,
1: right? You and got she's the on syphilis. fucking like Quaaludes and got syphilis, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> so
1: John had been silently churning all of this around in his mind for months. Going bankrupt was inevitable. However, he would put the family in poverty, dependent on charity and welfare, and that was just unacceptable to him. Like he was unwilling to have that happen he considered taking his own life but in his religion suicide was the one unforgivable sin so okay yeah i'll go i'll come back to this in a minute
0: (laughs) i'm gonna have another bpa how that was
1: was an unforgivable sin but what he did wasn't okay
0: what did he do gina so
1: once the children left for school Helen woke up, came downstairs for her customary morning coffee. John made a little chit-chat with her, then came up behind her with his 9 millimeter, shot her in the back of the head. Damn. Killed her instantly. He placed her body on a sleeping bag, dragged her in the grand ballroom, laid her out beneath the stained glass ceiling, went upstairs to his 84-year-old mother's apartment. She was fixing her old breakfast. John gave her a kiss. She asked him about the noise she had heard downstairs, didn't say much, put the gun to her temple, pulled the trigger. Her body was too heavy for him to drag all the way to ballroom, so he tossed a towel over her face and just left her on the floor where she fell. Back downstairs, you know, he cleaned up the blood, proceeded to write letters, make phone calls to his kids' teachers, his boss, others stating his family had gone to leave to Carolina to take care of a sick relative. He went to the post office, mailed letters. Asked for stop mail delivered to his house. You know, went as far as like stop milk deliveries, newspapers, everything. So he was like prepared.
0: He, he was, had been planning this. He had been
1: planning this. He for thought sure. about it. So then he went back to Breeze Knoll. He made himself a sandwich and waited for his kids to come home. Patricia came home first. She called and told her father she wasn't feeling well, so he picked her up from school. Once they were inside, again shot her in the head, dragged her body in the ballroom, laid her out next to her mother next came home was his next son Fred he shot him in the same way the others at the head laid him next to his sister and his mother then his last son John Jr had a soccer game and he even went to the soccer game watched him play cheered him on gave him a ride home once they went into the kitchen he shot him in the back of the head he unlike the others struggled he didn't drop instantly and so he shot him nine oh more times. God before dragging him into the ballroom with the rest of the family.
0: A significant other, a wife, to be able to kill, kill somebody kids, like that. Kill your kids. But right. to kill your
1: child? Well, and coming back to what you said earlier, that killing himself was considered a sin of the church. How? How? How is that considered a sin? But killing your entire family and your mom and your wife is not. That's what I have a hard time with. Like, how does that even make sense, Right.
0: Well, wasn't there that one, it was Abraham, right? Sacrificed his son for the Lord. But
1: you know what? Do you is- remember
0: that? Do you, I don't know if do you know. No. So he had to, literally, He Abraham brought his son up to this rock to kill him, to to sacrifice him like a lamb to the Lord. So maybe... I'm not I'm not saying all Christians believe this, but I'm saying maybe he right, thought. Right. The, the
1: thought process behind it. I get Because, I what mean, you're if you saying. can kill your
0: own child, yeah. your thought process is fucked. You're right. I mean, I look at my son. I don't want to hurt him. No. I don't want to, like. Yeah. This guy and is, these kids,
1: too, are, like, 15,
0: 16, kid. This guy 17. is nuts.
1: Yeah. So. He did all this, uh, made himself some dinner, went to bed, went to sleep. He later admitted it was better than he had slept in years, which is weird. So weird. The next morning, he turned on the air conditioning to preserve the bodies. He turned on every light in the house and turned the radio to his favorite classical music Uh station, hoping to trick any would-be intruders into thinking that people were home. So then he wrote letters, he, you know, left letters of his confession, he got on, he left his car in in the parking lot of an airport, got an airplane, poof, disappeared. Didn't he even write a letter
0: to his daughter's teacher?
1: He wrote a letter to the daughter's teacher saying that she wouldn't be at school anymore, but the confession letter was only to their priest. So it said, meanwhile, this place stood empty. Weeks passed. The lights began to burn out one by one, leaving the mansion dark. Only the sound of classical music Ugh. playing over the speakers. So, so creepy. It took over a month before anyone started asking questions. Oh, yeah. By the first... I think-
0: The teacher comes to the house, right?
1: Yeah. By the first week of December, Patricia's drama teacher was concerned about her prolonged absence. She said she couldn't shake the feeling that something was terribly wrong at their home. She found that the dad was very strange, but it was something that Patricia had confided. She had told him she was worried her father was going to kill the whole family.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So she just had this inkling. You know Mm -hmm. what? We've talked about this before. Trust your gut, right? Yeah. So it
1: was that that like had the teacher worried. So the drama teacher convinced another teacher to go with to the list home to check on them. Strange people walking in the house, peering in the windows. And so some neighbors called the police and then the police arrived. The officers knocked and looked through the windows. They couldn't find anything out of place. The neighbors, I guess, urged them to like go inside the house. They went in. The house was almost entirely dark except for a single upstairs light that threw long shadows over everything the air inside was frigid and creepiest of all haunting. Yeah, because he funeral the music air
0: was playing. Ugh, he turned the air on to keep the bodies from stinking. Yeah, then you have this eerie, freaking old music. Well, they found them, right? Oh so god, they Can found you, them in the ballroom. Like, how do you even move on in your life from that?
1: Yeah, I. They found them neatly laid out on sleeping bags on the floor. Rest of the house they searched. They found his mom upstairs. Oh, my
0: God.
1: They immediately put out a nationwide APB for him. They found his car at the airport, but they couldn't find any record of him taking a flight. There are no more leads, no more clues. He was just gone, like disappeared, like got away with it, right? Until... Oh, and I find this ironic as well too since the following august the list home was caught on fire which was widely believed to have been an arson but afterwards it was discovered that the stained glass ceiling in the ballroom was signed by louis comfort tiffany making it worth upwards of a hundred thousand dollars whoa enough to have solved all their money problems with plenty money left over (laughs) so he really did all of it for nothing right He would have just had to sell. No, because you
0: know what? It would have been an endless cycle. Right. It would have happened again and again because he's a freaking whack job. Yeah. How did he even find someone to marry him if he was that weird?
1: Truly. I don't know, but he found someone else. So in 1989, the List case was nearly 18 years cold. America's Most Wanted. We all know this show. John Walsh. Popped up. John Walsh. And they decided they were going to put this case on America's Most Wanted. So, uh, obviously, they had no photos of him. So, they had to do this, like, recreation of a bust, like, um, from what he would look like, like, nowadays. So, John Walsh, he had some strong feelings about this case. He called the guy the son of a bitch, a coward, a child killer. He was determined well, because to bring... Well, John Walsh, his, his own son. son was child. Yep. His
0: own son was child. His own own son was child. (laughs) We have finished two bottles of wine here, people. We have. Stop
1: judging. And I'm going to get a (laughs) Filet-O-Fish. So John Walsh was determined to bring him into justice. So they had this forensic sculptor build this bust of him. You know, they put it on TV. He looked at pictures of Liz's parents to see how their faces had aged. All the information along with his own intuition, he created this bust along with, like, a pair of glasses that they thought he would be using now.
0: Dahmer glasses. Basically. So they
1: put this on air May 21st, 1989. An estimated 22 million people saw the program. So they had many, many, many calls, okay, including a woman named Wanda Flannery and her daughter Ava Mitchell in Denver. Their neighbor, Bob Clark, fit the description, soft-spoken, always wears a suit, counting devout Lutheran, and the bus was shown, and they thought it looked exactly like him, right down to the glasses. 11 days after this show aired, the FBI showed up to Bob Clark's home in Richmond, Virginia, his new wife, Dolores, told them that she was that he was at work. The agent showed up where he was working. Um, one of the agents said it, it was striking how much the bust looked like him. So they asked him if he was Bob Clark. He said yes. And then they asked him if he was John List. He said no. He denied it, continued to deny it, even after prints were found to be a match of the prints taken from List home. So eventually he was charged with five counts of first-degree murder. So 18 years, he was a free man. He did all of this, like... Wow. Obviously, the jury found him guilty. Five counts of first-degree murder. He was given the maximum sentence allowed. Five consecutive life terms. John Walsh was upset. I guess he wanted to give him the death penalty, but... So I guess, and also it said he appealed to his case later claiming he had been suffering from PTSD. So here's what I find interesting about this story. This isn't the first time we've heard of this, of... A family going into financial despair and deciding the only way out is to kill their family. I mean, you're even seeing this nowadays with like Chris Watts, where he claimed his whole reason to killing his wife and his two daughters was, you know, because of financial means, right?
0: Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is nowadays... We have so many ways out of this shit. So many ways. You file out bankruptcy. Of it. Even people who file bankruptcy still live in their mansions. Right. I never understand when somebody takes the life of another person. When they could just take their own life. Right. Why do your three children have to suffer? Or
1: why that- wouldn't you just go to your significant other and be like, we're fucking broke.
0: And you're going to get divorced. Yeah. You're going to file bankruptcy. Right. And you'll both get to live and the rest of your life. On. Right.
1: But either way, any of that is better than being in jail for the rest of your life.
0: Uh, and being dead. Yeah. Right? Right. There is a way out of every Everything. situation. Yeah. And if you don't have a way out, talk to your best friend. They'll help you hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at me I'm looking right at you gina
1: <laughs> or there was another case where the dad killed the wife and the kids and put their bodies in suitcases and threw them in the ocean it was the same thing because they were going broke they were bankrupt you know like i just find it crazy that for this long like from this case in 1971 to even now like People think that it's a more legitimate way out of being broke and bankruptcy to kill your entire family. It just just blows my mind. I just don't. I don't either. I can't wrap my head around it how you think that's the better solution. (laughs) The better solution is to just kill my whole family instead of admitting that I'm bankrupt.
0: Every night I'm feeding my son to go to sleep and I look at him and I think, I want the world for For you. For him, yeah. I want you to have every experience. I want you to go out there. The things that I'm scared of, I want you to not be scared of. I want you to go. I want you to do. I want you to see. How do you get to the point where you're like, you know what? Because I don't have any money, you're better off dead.
1: You know what? There may be a million places where I lack as a person or as a parent,
0: but that has no reflection on my kids. Exactly. And None you know what? Whatsoever, your, your kids are not going to take on right the things that you well, and they're their own suck
1: at people. Right, right, right. Where I may lack, my kids may not. You know, where I may fail, they may succeed. Mm-hmm. But. That's their own business, mm-hmm. their own life someday. You know, like, God,
0: we are just preaching because we're so drunk. <laughs> are you guys sick of hearing our values? And we may have to record this whole
1: episode, <laughs> you guys.
0: You're welcome. My you prediction so welcome. we're going to make this a two parter instead, and you have to listen to all. all- of it. <laughs>
1: My <laughs> prediction is we're going to use
0: this for a promo. Yeah. And record the whole episode again. And we're going to just keep reposting it every week. No, I'm serious. I think we think this is good. This is good to get this out there and get it off our chest, too. Sometimes you have to say those things. What
1: the hell else do you guys have to do during quarantine? Yeah. Put Except your, for listen to us put drunk.
0: Your GD headphones in and flying drunks tell you about. Not we're, killing your children.
1: Yeah, we're telling you how it is. <laughs>
0: what else What else are you going to do in quarantine? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to tell you in quarantine not to do? Don't kill your family.
1: Don't kill your kids. All
0: right. Kill wait, yourself.
1: Wait on that stimulus. Yeah, wait for
0: that <laughs> stimulus check. As soon as it gets to your wife's hands or husband's hands, then drive yourself off a cliff. Right. Yeah. I pay too much for my life insurance every month. Yeah, I know. Me and Chris got it taken out. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So for next week's episode, we decide we're going to do an episode on drugs. Yes. So if you've shroomed you been super high. you got too
1: high you thought you were gonna die <laughs>
0: and then you had some edibles and thought you were gonna be schmettable i don't know what that means i just thought it was so she's cool. doing
1: like a robot dance you process. got this i love it yes. you like
0: it but you know what because it's such a heavy topic and we're so serious we'll still end on a blonde joke i'm ready i'm
1: so ready a blonde decided to paint a room when her husband got home he asked why are you wearing an Alaskan and a winter
0: coat? Because it's sad to apply to coats! Yeah! Oh my god!